Welcome to Annie Bros episode 149. Today the cousins break out their middle school storage totes and relive their Chunibia weave ninja fantasies. So sharpen your kunai and boil some ramen because the Annie Bros are starting now. Welcome to Annie Bros. Once again, we're the cousins uh, here for another great session of recording our ramblings about the Japanimations. Uh, as usual, you can go to our website at www.anniebroscreative.com and you can go to our specifically only our website at www.anniebroscreative.com. Hopefully, I mean, probably you already are there listening to this now, I assume. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, or you're, you know, on one of the many places you can find us. You can like and subscribe to us, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcast Place, maybe? Uh-huh. Question mark? Yeah, I heard, like, some news that, like, uh, the like the Google Play was ending the service. Oh, really? But, like, I don't know. That was a while ago, and they didn't terminate our ability to, like, published to it and the page is still up so i don't know like what's going on google is the worst with this kind of thing so i I don't know but anyway whatever you're listening to this now hopefully and you found it some way and uh it doesn't do any good to advertise the other places you can hear it to listeners who already found it (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate you being here with us yes uh yep and as usual uh i'm laven uh at laven both on twitter Nice. And I am Kenny uh, at Sakoku underscore Otaku on Twitter. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Annie Bros Creative, uh, where we tweet out episodes. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Whenever there's a new episode, someone from our uh, tweet support staff will tweet it out. And we never use it for anything else. So, uh, yay. It's better that way. <laughs> yeah. It is. Every time someone decides not to tweet, it, it betters the world. And I say this to someone who's probably tweeted twice today. Uh, yeah. Doing my part to bring down society. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. But it doesn't stop me from lurking on Twitter all day. That's where you find the news. The Annie, the Annie Twitters. Well, it's where I, that's, it's where I learn what to look up like later it's what it's what i learned uh, it's where i find out like what's going on in the world so i should like figure out the news like oh something's going down i should like look this up and yeah read the real news about it yeah exactly because you just um, get a bunch of vague cursory like comments on some 
X event, you don't know what happened. You're like, like, oh, yeah. RIP this person. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> like, if I was in a yeah, mass shooting, this like, is what I would do. Like, oh, shit, there was a mass shooting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, those are always the fun days. You know, I guess we can um, do our, our what has become a regular segment. How's the pandemic going for you? Uh the fun thing in the States is um, like literally the second case numbers went down, shooting started again. <laughs> and it was like, oh, nature's healing. Americans aren't safe to go to the grocery store <laughs> or walk down the street. Yeah. Yeah. But on the flip side <laughs> of this, at least, you know, everyone there is getting vaccinated and like it's returning to normalcy and your case numbers are going down, right? And uh yeah. they're not like spiking back Somewhat. up um i asked a um i have a good friend who was a med student um and she said that at least for the major hospital here in portland um case numbers are not going up i have seen some um doom tweets um predicting that because oregon at least um as many other states did kind of w tried to get back to normal in july july 1 um, and a lot of people are predicting that we're going to see a spike in case numbers. Um, but I don't think at the very least at the major hospital, we haven't seen that bear out yet. Um, unfortunately, they did let me know that they are seeing a spike in non-COVID related deaths um, because people are finally able to go to the doctor or now they feel comfortable going and they're being like, oh, crap. Uh, well, your cancer's back or... Um, shoot we could have caught this aneurysm but we were in emergency you know protocol so you didn't come in um it's a hellscape yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds awful i yeah i want have you ever seen logan's run yes um it's, it's just movie. so so yeah uh sci-fi movie from the 70s for benefit of the listeners and and the 12 year olds that probably listen to us um edgelords i guess um Logan's Run is a, is a sci-fi movie based on a, a science fiction book. Um, and essentially, it's um, 200 years in the future from today. It was like 250 years in the future when it was written. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a utopian society. Everybody lives in this dome. Um, but when you turn 30, you, um, are, you, you participate in this ritual where um, you kind of ascend, uh, but in reality, you die. And you're you're told that you're going to be renewed. You're going to be reborn in a new new body. Um, and I'm watching it the whole time. And I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Utopian society. You just do whatever you want for for like 30 years, and then you're out. Sign me up. It's better than what I've been doing for the last 18 months. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how is uh, how are the Olympics? Well. Uh, speaking of domes, <laughs> the Olympics are happening, yet no one can watch them. Oh, man. It's such a shit show. Where do I even begin? Um, it is so bad. Like, the, poll, the re most recent polls that I've seen are like over 80% of people still do not want the Olympics. Uh, wow. Here, they're like, no, fuck that. Like, we don't want that. And if we do, it, it, like, if you do give it to us, like, at least uh, let us do other stuff. But no, like, um, 
Okay, first of all, there's no business for anything to be reopened right now because the vaccination rate is like 20% of the population or something like that. Oh, uh, dang. Like, I just, just in the in the mail got my vaccine voucher. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can l- legally now schedule my vaccine somewhere in the country uh, to go get it. So how it's working here is you can't just go to the doctor and get a vaccine. You have to wait for your prefecture and your city and your ward office to like mail you these little vaccine tickets. You get two tickets and you, you know, uh, take it to the vaccine place and you get a vaccine and they stamp it and they say like, Hey, come back in, you know, three weeks, get the next one. Yeah. You know, standard, like, you know, how, how I'm sure you guys all did it. (laughs) But we have to wait for these like vouchers. We can't just do it if we're like of a certain age or whatever. Uh, oh, because it's it varies like each bureaucracy is different in each area so they have to like mm-hmm. figure out how to do it so that's like the standard uh way uh but there's a non-standard way where uh if you're uh, well they like how do i say it? like they employed this new this other additional auxiliary system called uh like the workplace vaccinations so mm-hmm. while everyone else in the whole country is just waiting uh they had some extra moderna vaccinations because the japanese government was like we're not sure if those are safe so we're not gonna (laughs) give them to everybody yet but we do have them so workplaces can sign up to give vaccinations to workers which with like the intended effect being giant zaibatsu corporations can just like take it upon themselves to vaccinate their workers like Mm -hmm. like a and a like the airlines and like you know mitsubishi chemical and all these like big big places sure they can like give their workers the vaccines so they can all come back to work and resume normalcy it's faster and get the economy rolling again uh right so normally our my company is not big enough for this kind of thing but our building uh which is like a huge financial sector housing uh building is mm-hmm. is doing it for all their tenants. So I get to I got to oh, okay. I got to like ride the wave of being like, oh cool, our company's in this building and they're letting everyone in the building do it. So I got my first vaccination two weeks ago. Oh nice. I think. Uh and my yeah. second one is due uh next week. So that's fantastic. So then I'll be good to go. Um but good. So that's the only vaccine so that uh this working vaccination program plus elderly people are the Mm -hmm. only people who've gone vaccinated wow so far that's amazing and i we've talked about this a lot off mic oh sorry it just and healthcare workers like a long time ago and okay that's good um but when i was a public school teacher in japan every year every state employee or every government employee had a physical Mm-hmm. where we like received a bunch of paperwork up front that we had to fill out. We received like some, some at home tests that we had to collect samples with. Uh, we showed up at city hall. We got in line. We went through this process where we got checked out and they did like EKG, not an EKG. They did like a, um, whatever the heart one is. I think it's an EKG. That's EKG. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they did the like super great. I'm going to put this, you know, measuring tape around your waist and laugh at you because you're a fat foreigner. <laughs> um, and they did that like clockwork. And so like to hear that the vaccine rollout isn't going like that 
baffles me. Yeah. But I'm also like, man, what? I I imagine maybe there's some supply issues. I mean, Japan has a decent pharmaceutical wing, but I guess maybe they're not producing a lot of stuff in-house. And obviously, they're not Pfizer or Moderna's um, home. But it's just like... So, yeah. I, I feel so bad for what's going on over there. So, yeah, they are um, not producing any vaccines because, as it turns out, the Japanese domestic market doesn't produce any vaccines. Hmm. Uh, so, nope, everything gets imported. And also, they are too skeptical about the uh, approval time or, mm. or, like, I guess, lack of time it took to sure. get approved. So, they're, like, just not wanting to approve it so pfizer was the only one approved for like a while and i think i mean i assume that's just because enough money was able to grease the wheels to get that one approved faster Mm -hmm. but the moderna one like just got approved like i don't know i want to say like one month before they started giving it out wow and yeah it was like it was a long time so like they didn't approve the moderna one until i want to say like june or may uh for like public use <laughs> yeah and Astra- we, astrazeneca one is still not approved like yeah so you can't I don't even know i don't even know if it's approved here in the states we have pfizer moderna yeah, the, and johnson and johnson the johnson and johnson one is also not approved here hmm. so nothing is approved and it's taking forever and i mean so yeah you you know about the bureaucracy it's just like that times a million yeah. for new things <laughs> your your physical happens every year so they got the process down but for a new thing that's a good point they're like what do we do there's no paperwork on this there's no manual there's no <laughs> anything and uh you know what do we do there's not one there's not one excel spreadsheet yep. <laughs> for this process no 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 but we'll they'll make one they'll make one that uh is actually not a database of any kind but it's actually the <laughs> the uh the form you have to fill out is distributed via excel uh no it's just it's just a real shit show like it it's just like i don't understand even like i i don't know i naively thought like yeah disaster prevention is something like japan knows what's up oh but the percent but the disaster has to be a known disaster Mm-hmm. They have to have already had it That's 10 a, times and a lot of people have had to die and to learn what to do now. And this is like a new thing. And they're like, what do we do? Oh, that's a fascinating point. And also, I guess. Uh, and also it doesn't help that like Japan Inc. is just like, fuck these people. They need to be working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like the underlying tone <laughs> the entire time. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, we're having that happen here too. And, um, I mean, this is obviously we're not a medical podcast. We're not a pandemic podcast, but we have to live in this society. Um, and, you know, one of the things that kind of people were I, this thread I was reading about um, the risk of numbers spiking is because so many states here in the United States are declaring it like, oh, we're we're at 70 percent vaccinated. We can go back to work. We can go back to normal. They're not going to want to pull that back. And that means that even if we do see spikes, they're probably not going to be like, oh, we were wrong. Go back into lockdown. Um, yeah, it's just a it's a mess. And capitalism keeps grinding forward. Yeah. The machine keeps churning. Yeah. We, um, we haven't had any sort of yeah. actual lockdown, mm-hmm. which at first I was like the very first time when this first came up, everyone was so good. Like the streets mm-hmm. were empty. Everyone was just like, we're all in this together and we're going to like figure it out and now like right now 
Uh, I'm even guilty of this. Like, I went out yesterday mm-hmm. uh, to do something in the city, and it's just like mass. Everyone's out partying. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. So, like, the brilliant move to like quell this is like, okay, restaurants have to stop serving by eight o'clock, and no alcohol. So people, like you know, just like the youths, are yeah are not staying home at all. It's just like the same amount of people out, but instead of not being able to drink in the restaurant, they just drink on the street. <laughs> They're just like mass people out on the streets, just just drinking and talking and and hanging out. And I'm just, oh, that's fascinating. It's like okay, nobody cares I, about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the crazy thing here is. Um, like it was so subtle um i remember being in a grocery store like whatever the closest weekend after july one was um and somebody restocking the shelves wasn't wearing a mask and it took me like a few minutes to recognize what i had seen mm-hmm. and i'm like whoa that's a human we're face just like <laughs> yeah it's that's, that's a human face and it's like because now most um it was funny like the the state government here in oregon like said okay we're going back to business you can lift this mask mandate but our occupational health and safety (laughs) hadn't caught up yet um and so like they had to emergency change the rules so that people could like not wear masks and stuff um i spent so today uh, earlier today i went to um an event to play um, some cards um and it was the first time i've done this in like a year and a half I wore a mask the whole time and I like used hand sanitizer before between each round when I played people. Um, but there were people, plenty of, there were, there was like a hundred people there and probably half weren't wearing masks. Um, uh, I was grateful that the, the staff of the, of the place I was at, they were all wearing masks. Um, but it's, I think people are so sick of it that they're just like, we gave them an inch and they're going to take a mile. It's like, Oh, we're, we're good. I'm vaccinated. Cool. I'm never going to wear a mask again and I'm going to start licking door handles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You And you mentioned earlier that like you, you're saying like uh, they're reluctant to do another state of emergency after doing the first one. Mm-hmm. Here, it, we keep having state of, states of emergency like all the time. They they last like three, three, four weeks. Everything shuts down. Like businesses shut down. People don't shut down. They continue doing whatever mm-hmm. they do. And then... Uh, mm-hmm. Like they lift it for a week and then the cases spike and then they're like, oh, another state of emergency back to how it was. <laughs> and like, I think this coupled with like just the general lack of uh, accommodation for working from home for most people mm-hmm. in like Japanese companies, like yeah. everyone has to go out. Everyone's already out. Everyone's been going out this whole time. So they just don't care. <laughs> Ugh. And the numbers spike and everyone's just like on the news, how is this happening? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, I was just on the Yamanote line and I can tell you that's how it's happening because <laughs> everyone's jammed yeah. onto the train. <laughs> yeah. That's how. And if you even, man, this is where um, public transit is just going to be so much more dangerous because like I knew plenty of people who I lived, you know, on the coast in Chiba two, two and a half hours away from Tokyo. Um, I had plenty of students whose parents commuted every morning into the city. And so if you just think about how many people 
come in from Saitama or the surrounding prefectures, Chiba, um, like all the different um, sleepaway cities that are within the Tokyo metropolitan area. Like, yeah, I, I feel I just sucky sucks. It's the, it's my summation. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. I mean, I wouldn't worry about it though. Cause um, I guess the general population isn't worrying about it. So why should I? <laughs> it's fair. Once I'm you're, ba- uh, honestly, with your first dose, you're most of the way there. Yeah. Um, that's what we started prioritizing here in the States was getting as many people with dose one as possible. Um, so Yeah, as soon as yeah. I get my second dose, I'm probably just going to be like, fuck it, I'm doing whatever I want now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start like a door handles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... I can't, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just, like, a futile effort to keep everyone just, like, can you guys just calm down for two years? Just, like, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we can do, like, one, and then we're going to get pissed off and yeah. stop. And it's like, well, you already did one. Can't you just, like, you know, not? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I think Logan's run held the answer. Um, having, having I literally just finished it, so it's on my mind. But, like, um, you know, we should have just said, okay, whatever, we're going we're gonna to cancel rent. We're going to cancel payments on debt. Uh, we're just going to... People don't need you know, to die at 30 for this to be a reality that can be possible, though. <laughs> well, we, we, wouldn't kill the, we wouldn't kill the people at 30. I'm just saying, like, we could have done two years of, like, a total Bacchanalia. Um, <laughs> Logan's run predicted Tinder, uh, which is hilarious. There's, a, like, early in the beginning, the main character, Logan, um, he, like, uses this device in his room to, like, teleport a woman into his room and well that's you, you know, can do like, that here it's delivery health yeah right exactly <laughs> but it's like funny to see that and like the people on that on that teleportation service they have to elect to be on it because they're like yeah i want a good time um so i'm just like oh this is this is tinder um we we kind of like we blew right past the olympics um oh yeah because that's true I, i'm just really fascinated to hear a bit more about it because my experience i was you know i was in japan 2014 2015 um and like even then when that was when japan was bidding for the 2020 olympics um and because chiba holds a bunch of the sports arenas like a lot of my a lot of people i interacted with were like volunteering for the the preparation for it or starting you know the planning of the preparation um and it just it it has to suck that the pandemic happened and messed all that up but to me, it's like such a crazy shift that now it's like, we don't want this. Like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a really complicated situation. Like, the mm-hmm. it's just so intertwined now with COVID. It's like impossible to separate the two issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you have like, the well, like from my perspective, the whole point of having the Olympics is um, to, I guess, showcase your your national capacity, and then mm-hmm. and then also like drive up tourism during the time when everyone's here and like mm-hmm. recoup because you like invest substantially in a bunch of like stupid temp- temporary infrastructure, and then uh, everyone shows up and you recoup those losses and get profit by tourism rising. Right, that's supposed to be the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we don't, if, if like nobody comes, how, all all you're doing is just like, I don't know, 
continuing to spend money for no reason. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. The, I, I feel like this is like a really simple way to describe it, but it seems to me that they've never heard of the sunk cost fallacy and they just want to <laughs> press on no matter what. And I'm like, guys, just stop. Like, yes, it sucks. You wasted all this money all, on all these stadiums and stuff, but like, just stop. Just quit. Yeah. Just don't do it. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to spend way more and endanger the lives of way more people and then also bring in all these foreign people to uh, to compete in the Olympics, yeah. but also not keep them safe from the pandemic, which has been happening. Like, So uh, I don't know. Right. It's just like ridiculous. They just don't have the capacity. Like the government doesn't have the capacity to deal with the pandemic outright by itself. And then throwing the Olympics mm-hmm. on there, they just like don't know what to do. And the investors are just like, you have to have the Olympics. And they're like, all right, I guess we have to have the Olympics. <laughs> well, it's not even like... I'm trying to think of the right way to put it, but it's not like someone's going to come in with a wrecking ball and take the stadium away. Right. You know? It's already built. And it's, it's like... It's done. It's finished. Yeah, it's built. You got it. You know, money is a social construction and it's all fake anyway. So just like, yeah, we have this thing now. We can hold events in there and... Um, you know, not a lot of places want the Olympics anymore. So Japan could easily get the 2028 Summer Olympics. Um, I, I really, so like, I don't understand, yeah. like, really the what the true driving force of it is. Like, obviously, the mechanism to why they're saying yes, no matter what, is like some kind of political or like uh, I don't know, some kind of like corrupt dealings mm-hmm. are happening but it, for life sure. of me i can't figure out like what the motivation or like what the benefit is to some party to have the olympics like what's the yeah. what's the motivation i guess the ioc wants their cut i i don't know right i don't know like what it is like what happens probably like nbc and stuff once like the television program television uh yeah. companies but they're like fuck i don't care if the people are there or not we get to broadcast <laughs> it and all that sponsor money right like maybe i don't know but at the same time, like, I, you know, I've talked with my my host mother who lives in Saitama, um, and she was like, I don't want the Olympics here. And that I, I hear that from so many Japanese people that I'm like, I'm not going to watch any of these Olymp- uh, these events. Like, I'm sure I want the athlete. Like, it sucks for, literally sucks for everybody. Because you, you have a whole group of athletes that, just based on you know how a lot of their sports works like gymnastics and whatnot this was their shot and now it they'll probably never get to compete in olympics again um and so like it, it just sucks all the way around but at the same time it's like the home country like you you said earlier like there's like 80 percent of the population of japan doesn't want these to happen i'm not gonna watch yeah like it does, I, it's just... I also don't know how to watch them honestly like i guess i could google a the olympics and probably stream it but i don't know yeah i don't know it's just a it's just stupid like <laughs> the olympics are stupid <laughs> i don't understand why everyone flips out about the olympics every year i do but i also don't like the summer olympics at all i just think it's boring mm. i like the winter mm-hmm. olympics i like to watch some skiing events but that's it yeah like i don't know it's just like not it's such a big hype up for like just devastation of a local area that I don't understand why they even get to need to do this. I remember, I wish I had, I wish I had done this research before we started recording, but 
I remember a news story about this guy who um, he is a Japanese uh, person. His house, the last time Japan hosted the Olympics, his house was demolished to make the stadium, to make a stadium. <laughs> and then to make the new stadium in Tokyo, this guy's house was demolished again. Um, I feel so bad for that person who had to go through all of that for nothing. Well, the first, yeah, he even says that in the, in the, in the interview, he's like the first time it wasn't for nothing because a big, you know, we like after the war, we showed our technological progress mm-hmm. and it was like for like the national pride. And he's like, I was upset, but willing to do it for that. Uh, but this time it's just like a shit show and I hate it. And they're just, they took my house for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand oh, th- why boy. they have to do this. Like, all they need to do is put it in a temp in like a permanent location, like in Vienna or something, mm-hmm. or like Geneva, some like neutral zone, and be like, yeah. okay, every year, every four years, the Olympics are here. Like that's it. This is the Olympics. They happen here. Yeah, or just Athens. Yeah, like, right. Put it in Greece. Yeah. Like send it back. <laughs> they tried that, remember? And it was their economy collapsed. <laughs> oh that's right so that's why i didn't suggest athens but uh, (laughs) everything oh god we gotta talk about anime before i like (laughs) jump in front of a street car (laughs) yeah the world's world's terrible okay that's what you gotta learn terrible let's talk about cartoons if you're one of those 12 year old kids (laughs) like be happy right now uh yeah it just gets worse and sucks more (laughs) yeah because at 30 your crystal's gonna turn it's gonna start blinking and you're done yeah (laughs) um so, with with that all said, um, have you been watching anything or reading anything? Mm-hmm. I have been watching Dragon Ball. Uh, I finished Dragon Ball. Nice. Uh, I'm watching Super right now. Okay. Oh, I'm, I should have said Net. I should have said Z. I'm, I've I've watched Dragon Ball Z. The entirety of it. So, okay. So, did you watch Dragon Ball like the original? Or did you just do Dragon Ball Z? On this run, I didn't watch Dragon Ball because I had watched it a few years ago, and I was like, "No, nah, oh, I don't okay. need to rewatch it." But I start, so I started sure. with Z, and then okay. watch that, and then I'm, I'm in like I'm like mid. Actually, I don't even know how many episodes of Super there are, but I'm like fifty episodes into Super or something like that. So now educate me (laughs) let's do like a like let's do like 90 seconds on dragon ball okay um so i've watched i you know i've i did the dragon ball z Mm -hmm. i watched it all on toonami Mm -hmm. um and it ends uh, the boo arc i think yeah is that where where it ends Uh um and then there is stacy's favorite rendition of dragon ball dragon ball gt where does Super fall into this? It does it replace GT? Is it before GT? Um, how does how does Dragon Ball GT, which I, I think stands for Greatest Television Show, uh, how does it factor in? That is what Akira Toriyama, the brainchild behind GT, uh, said when he made GT, <laughs> and when he and when you know Stacy can back me up on this that it was intended mm-hmm. to be the final cut, and no more uh, Dragon Ball should be made after GT. But uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, so I feel like <laughs> I feel like that logic is like I never want anyone to make a plane again, so I'm gonna crash my plane. 
Well, that's only if you believe the super sucks. And I'm not going to say it sucks, but I'm not having a good time while watching it. Oh, it's a bummer. Um, so let's see. Back to your question. Yeah. Uh, mostly, and I think the intention is that GT is just like non-canon and like okay. is now like stripped out and is part of the different world you know like okay. gt didn't happen let's pretend that and then super takes place right at the very end of boo saga oh okay that's awesome like right after boo uh well actually there's an epilogue of dragon ball z that takes place 10 years after the boo saga where goten and trunks are like teenagers and uh gohan's kid is like a kid now like grown up and videl no no no, videl's his uh the wife and right gohan's kid pan pan there we go is like you know i don't know three or four years old it's Mm -hmm. like the last two or three episodes of dragon ball z where they kind of have like an epilogue and everyone's like happy and everything's you know they live happily ever after so this uh, Dragon Ball Super squeezes in between the epilogue and the very end of Boo Saga. So oh, okay. So Pan is like at first not born, and then is a is like newly born, and then uh, yeah. So it's like right at this time. Okay. Um, that's kind of cool. But you're not you're not having a good time. No. <laughs> I don't know how to explain okay. why. It's like totally different than z the tone Mm. and pacing and quality of animation all greatly out of whack in my opinion okay and well the animation uh critique is not my opinion it just is a fact that it's not very well (laughs) animated (laughs) so that sucks the whole the coolest part about watching z was like cell animation like really good like fights and like all this fluid like cool animation and colors it's like oh this is great mm-hmm. and the new one is just like okay <laughs> this kind of looks like a <laughs> looks like a cell shaded video game it's not very good oh that's a bummer now there are movies like i know there are movies that take place in the dragon ball super timeline have you have you been watching those no i'm not i don't know about all the movies but from what gotcha. I researched, I didn't watch, so I haven't watched mm-hmm. any of the movies, but from what I researched, there was a movie that kicked off this whole Dragon Ball Super thing in the first place. Like, there was a, the original canon movie that came out, like, I don't know, I'm getting this all, I don't know the year at all, so I don't want to say, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, when did this even come 20 out? 20XX. 20XX. 20, like, 12, no, 2016, 2014, okay. one of these times in the mid to late 2000s there was the movie that was Dragon Ball Super, like Battle of Gods or something. And that was like okay, yeah, the very beginning of this whole thing. And then the subsequent anime and or also the manga at the same time was kicked off because of this sort of like renewed interest in the Dragon Ball franchise. Okay. And so I believe the movie like predated it all and then like kind of kicked it off. So... No, I didn't watch any of the movies. I just started directly with the with the anime. Mm. Um, yeah, my biggest complaint is just like the tone has shifted mm-hmm. significantly, 
and it's a little bit too wacky and not mm. see okay like i already know the dragon ball is kind of wacky but it was like lovably wacky yeah and and it was always kind of wacky but also nestled in like some pretty serious stakes i mean if you if you think back to the first time the dragon balls are used i mean they at least i think stacy can correct me in the comments or like charge me five bucks for correction corners um but like you know oolong gets a pair of panties but he's also stopping like lord pilaf from taking over the world right so it's like there's big stakes but there's also like these punchlines. yeah 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 um, yeah there's like comedy the whole thing is kind of like not satire but like this is like lighthearted comedy with like serious elements which i get and mm-hmm. that's fine uh z takes a more of a like they kind of forget that they're supposed to be comedy <laughs> and the tone <laughs> yeah z's a little the tone gets serious. a little bit too serious and then they throw in some like absurd parts like boo is dangerous and bad and evil and the stakes are high but also like he eats candy I'm like, okay, he turns people into candy. It's like, all right. The house the Boo built is like my favorite episode of DPZ. <laughs> uh, so, so like, all this is is fine. It's cool. Uh, all the characters remain like believable in their what they are up to the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. they don't really change. But in Super, like, I don't know, Vegeta becomes like, I, I don't know how to say, like, uh, like a punchline of himself. Like they treat, oh, that sucks. it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it becomes like silly, like a, like a kid's version of silliness mm. and not like mm-hmm. what they would do as characters. Gotcha. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like, it's just like <laughs> not good anymore. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm doing a really bad job explaining what I mean, but it, that's okay. I, I think maybe it would behoove us to invite, um, Stacy from Fujoshi Trash Talk uh, in Real Japan on to have a conversation with you about DBZ and, and Dragon Ball Super. I, um, I hope that she can have a uh, like a fair and balanced conversation <laughs> and not just like a defensive yeah. like, oh, uh, it was good for the time or like the audience isn't, you're not the target audience or some kind of <laughs> some kind of thing like that. It's true. Uh, for folks that don't know, Stacy is a um, I, I, you could probably say that Stacy's a super fan of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely you know, she's not a GT fan or a Z fan. No, but a super fan. Super fan. <laughs> um, and like legit creds on the, the super fan ness. Um, but like, be, you, folks will listeners will will find out why why I'm saying this. But I'm a little burned out on Shonen shows, so I'm not gonna follow you on this one. That's fine. I, uh, this is only, this is literally my going to bed show. So mm. I choose things that I don't really care a lot about. And then sometimes I get surprised and I start caring about them a lot. Uh, but this wasn't one mm-hmm. of those times. It was a nice trip gotcha. down nostalgia, nostalgia boulevard to uh, yeah. watch like, you know, the Saiyan saga and Frieza saga again. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is actually cool. And then Android saga, I'm like, Skin a little ridiculous. And then Boo Saga, I'm like, I don't think he knows how to write a story. <laughs> and then uh then with um Super, I'm like, he definitely doesn't know how to write a story. This is garbage tier level. Poor like, guy. like uh just like storytelling. Dragon Ball, yeah. if Dragon Ball is like the like the pinnacle, 
Mm-hmm. Like, Super is just like as bad as Dragon Ball is good. <laughs> oh damn! Where it, that's I don't know. That's not. It good. reminds me of like those like 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 C grade movies that came out in the nineties that we got as kids. Yeah, it's it's, okay. it's like that. It's just like this is just kind of stupid, and I don't know. the the over The overall like plot should be good if you like list out the points. But the mm-hmm. way it's carried out is just like not fun to watch, in my opinion. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, it's very interesting. Now, did you watch? Um, last question on Dragon Ball. Did you watch Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z Kai? I started watching Dragon Ball Z, and I got bogged down into filler, and mm-hmm. was like, "Oh yeah, Kai came out, huh?" So I switched over to that. Nice. Now, is Dragon Ball Kai? Is it just edited? Yeah. Or is it reanimated? Um, a little bit of both. It's mostly edited, but they they okay. reanimate like very slightly some stuff to kind of like help with continuity, and then they edit. They sort of censor, which is something I don't like. But they censor out some of the blood. Uh, it's oh. not as gory. They like so like bloody fights are now like fights with some less blood and more scratches. <laughs> so it looks <laughs> so you're like okay. Uh, and also they they like digitally make it so the strobe effects don't happen as much. So it's not flashing lights all over the gotcha. place. Uh, okay, that's a, that's about it. I th- I th- I thought I was gonna be more annoyed with it, but I'm like, no. The time you save in the pacing issues that are fixed and the lack of filler is makes it worth it to watch. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. That's cool. Um, There's also a new soundtrack. Anything else? Uh, with Kai oh, that's in the cool. original. So if you like the old soundtrack, you won't get to hear it, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> I was p- part of the reason I, re- I wanted to rewatch it all in Japanese was to hear the original soundtrack. Cause you know, we got the tsunami like hard rock, heavy metal version. Drake and Drake. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, the tone is so much different when you watch it with the, in Japanese because it's more like Dragon Ball, kind of like upbeat kind of music the whole time. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much all I've been watching. Oh yeah, and uh, another little show that I found called Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi. What a gem! <laughs> Holy crap! Um. Now you emphatically recommended the show to me um and i was like yeah i'll do this i'll watch this um and boy howdy is it the best thing i've seen in a year (laughs) yeah yeah like just hands down (laughs) pretty much uh describing it as a gem is pretty apt because uh i really randomly found it just by digging. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I just like got a wild hair and decided to look at the chart for the for this current season. I was like, I don't know yeah. anything that's happening right now. I'm gonna look at the chart and see what's interesting. And I was scrolling through the chart and I was like, uh, boring, 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 boring. Uh, oh, odd taxi, huh? Looks looks kind of interesting. I see there's a walrus man, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and so I'm gonna. I'm going to try it. So I watched the first episode and was just like, holy shit. 
this was a cool yeah. show. It was way cooler than yep. I thought it was going to be. And uh, it just gets even better and better every time you keep watching it. Every episode is better than the last. Like It got me at the intro. As soon as I saw the intro, I was like, all right, this is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good show, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to do a full episode on it. Um, so we're not going to dive into it right now. But um, for folks in the States, it's on Crunchyroll. Um, it's a 13 episode series. Fantastic. Don't look anything up about it. Mute the hashtag odd taxi on Twitter. Just watch it. It's so good. Um, you got to go into it blind. It's just, and I did, I went into it completely yeah, blind. I was just like, what a good show. Like I had no idea. Yeah. I, all I knew about it, it was that it was a mystery and mm-hmm. it was called odd taxi. <laughs> yep. That's all you need to know. That's literally it. <laughs> it's about a taxi driver. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So I, I thought it was going to be just like, uh, kind of like bartender or something where the taxi driver like just mm-hmm. s- talks to random people and it's like their life story and it's like yeah. one-offs. No, it's like a legit cool show. It's going to be, it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same, I had, I honestly had the same thought. Um, it's funny. I literally thought, oh, I wonder if this is going to be like bartender. Um, Which, I mean, I liked I like yeah. Bartender, so when I that's why it even intrigued me to watch it in the first place. It's like, oh, a show like that is still mm-hmm. kind of rare, so I'm gonna give it a try. Yeah. But what I got was even better. And I guess the other way to pitch it to people, um, especially people who are who might be listening to this show, um, is an anime about adults doing adult <laughs> things, <laughs> which, which is like you'd think really a really low bar but it that's like often one of the highest bars to clear for an anime and like the storyline yeah um adult characters adult situations mm-hmm. fantastic pause the show go watch it <laughs> uh yeah i really want to talk about that more but we'll do an episode about that next we gotta do a, it deserves it deserves literally like its own mini podcast where we're just like we're gonna break down every episode of odd taxi <laughs> but no we'll do, we'll do a full we'll do a full episode on I wa- yeah it was so annoying though because i started watching it when it hadn't finished its run yet so i got up until like the last two episodes before i could finish it i was just like oh how's it gonna end and then the and yeah then, and then and just then the ending came i was like oh oh so good uh yeah good stuff uh but anyway the real reason we're here today is not to talk about the olympics or odd taxi but the other grand endeavor that i recently finished that you followed in my footsteps was the saga you were an inspiration of the true future hokage himself naruto uzumaki and his journey um Yeah, I was trying to think of the four kids intro, but I, I blocked it out of my mind. I don't remember it at um, all either. Yeah. So um, we've talked about it a little bit um, in the last few episodes. Laven, you watched all of Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. Yes. Um, and I have finished 700 <laughs> chapters of Naruto, the manga. I'm proud of you it i you know honestly it wasn't hard (laughs) um and that's kind of like foreshadowing what i'm gonna have to say about the series but um i 
you know, when we we were talking about wanting to do this episode, and I was like, okay, let's see how long it is. Okay, it's seven hundred chapters. Um, if I read like twenty chapters a day, I could have it finished in this amount of time. Um, and I think I finished it in like three weeks. Um, and that's really quick. Almost killed my brain. <laughs> that's so fast. That's faster than I could watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I um I read 90 chapters. I read the last 90 chapters in like 2 days. Wow. Um and literally I had trouble sleeping that night <laughs> uh cuz I couldn't stop thinking about Naruto. Like I just for some reason my brain was just like replaying um some some like final scenarios in it. Okay. Uh and I was just like, "Oh god, I've I've this is wrong. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning wearing a Naruto headband. And, um, oh, I'm so screwed. All right, well, good. I'm, oh, shoot, that reminds I'm me. Well, I, I was going to say, I'm I'm glad that um, this is, like, proof positive that we are related by blood uh, because I had a very similar experience while I was watching it. I was, like, normally, like, especially while watching Dragon Ball Super this last little while, it's hard for me because I watch it while I'm going to sleep at night. I feel like you went away. No, I'm okay. here. I just for, remembered that I forgot to put on my Naruto headband, and so I just like <laughs> grabbed it out of a drawer, and I'm wearing it now. Okay. Well, that's that's kind of a good sight gag for a podcast, I feel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll send you a photo. Yeah, send me a photo so I can put it on the show notes. Uh, uh, where was I? Uh, Sorry. I was doing the same. So yeah, I was doing the same thing, and I when I'm when I'm watching Dragon Ball Super or other shows. Uh, I sometimes can't get past one episode per night. Like I'll start it and I'll mm. fall asleep. <laughs> nice. For our listeners at home, I just uh, sent Laven <laughs> the photo of me wearing a Naruto headband, now, uh, which I'll explain in a, after you talk, give your story. <laughs> uh, so I sometimes fall asleep while watching Dragon Ball. Uh, like there'll be like two or three days in a row where like I put on the episode and I fall asleep in the middle and then the next day I try the same episode again and also fall asleep again. But with mm -hmm. Naruto, uh, most of the time I went to bed like four hours after I had planned to go to bed. <laughs> like it'll be like 3 a.m. Yes. and I'm like, shit, I need to sleep. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I, I laid down I... at 11 <laughs> and I need to like go to bed now. <laughs> like constantly that happened. Yeah, I, I definitely had that experience too where I'd be like, okay, I need to do my 20 chapters. And then I'd be like, well, I can't just leave in the middle of this arc. And so then it'd be like another hour or two. And I'd be like, oh, God, I'm going to be sore in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't have a headband to wear, but I, I did. So like in <laughs> Japan, uh, taking off and on your shoes is paramount, you know, in culture and just mm -hmm. daily life. And I constantly was seeing their cool shoes and was like, those would work here, you know. I could wear those around. It'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I searched Naruto shoes to see if there was, like, somebody who makes them. And I only mm -hmm. found ones for little kids. And I was like, okay, that's enough. That's Aww. all I need to know. I don't need to be doing this. I'm an adult man. <laughs> and uh, I'm done with it now. So we're going to assume a, a certain level of knowledge um, for our listeners because Naruto, um, which is a, a manga series that ran in the Weekly Shonen Jump, um, Japan's most popular manga magazine, uh, it ran from 1999 to 2014, 700 chapters, was adapted into an anime series. Uh, 
technically two anime series um, that together were um, two hundred were seven hundred and twenty episodes um, running from two thousand two to twenty seventeen. Um, Naruto is the fourth best selling manga series ever. Uh, it's sold over two. 250 million individual volumes um and that's of the 72 volumes that it was produced so um this is you know people argue all the time like the big three or the mount rushmore of anime or whatever um all bullshit topics but um it naruto like for a generation of fans is kind of defining or ubiquitous uh, unavoidable um, so I imagine folks understood when I said I had to get my Naruto headband. Um, but just in case people don't know, I can paint a picture. Um, the, you know, Naruto is a, is a manga series about ninja, um, and ninjas of different clans and villages, um, who wear different headbands. And so I just happened to have found a discarded Naruto headband at a convention many years ago. <laughs> Um, and in retrospect, really should have turned it into lost and found, but <laughs> you're like, no, fuck that. You know, I, have I just one took now. it because <laughs> now I own it. Uh, and now I'm wearing it and it, it, it came full circle. I kept it in my movie drawer for probably three years. Um, yeah. So probably like, I don't know that disgruntled person who lost their stuff at Comic-Con and never came again. Um, <laughs> they would have probably just grown up to throw it away in a couple of years anyway. So, so what you've done is really a service to this, uh, I don't know, rare earth metal that they had to like mine out of the ground. <laughs> Instead of being thrown into the landfill, you're using it now as a problem. This is definitely coated plastic. Oh damn. <laughs> okay, well. Um but yeah, so it's like a it's a metal it's a metal plate with the village symbol in this in the center of it. In this case it's the Konoha Gure Gakure. Konoha Gakure. Yeah, Konoha for short. We'll talk about the manga translation because there's a lot of redundant things. So I might say weird things. Um, Konoha Village, but it's the leaf, the famous leaf. And so that's what's on my head right now. Um, and there'll be a, there'll be a, we'll definitely tweet out a photo. And I'll probably tweet out a photo at the end of this recording just as a teaser. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Like, well, we'll start at the beginning. Okay, let me just give some quick like Wikipedia notes on Naruto so that people understand when we start talking about things. Do people don't know what Naruto um, is. Like, I really hope we're not just like filling someone in, where they're like, "Oh, I well, always wanted to watch Naruto and uh, never heard of that before." Well, if you think about it, I don't want to think about this. Whatever you're gonna say. <laughs> uh, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't um, need to contemplate my own mortality any more than I already do. Sure. Well, it's here's the thing. Like, so listeners who have attended a convention um, in the last, let's say, three years, mm -hmm. maybe probably five years, honestly, in the last five years, um, you've definitely seen My Hero Academia cosplayers. Like, you've seen your Dekus, your Bakugos. Um, when Laven and I were growing up, you there was always Naruto cosplayers. Like, that was 50 to 75% of the cosplayers. Yeah were a character from naruto if they were not naruto um or sasuke uh the other major character in the series yeah i once cosplayed as um, a character from naruto you did i that's one of my favorite photos it might be my is it my twitter background photo Same. i was a random background character from naruto 
And <laughs> as a 11 year old, I thought that was so clever and edgy. Like, <laughs> I think it's still it's still really clever. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's no longer. I have the trigger shirt as my background photo. I'm sorry. Oh. Um. Yeah, like Naruto was huge. Um. It, it's a manga series. The manga creator uh, who we'll probably talk about is a a guy named um, Masashi Kishimoto. Uh, Kishimoto Sensei, as Laven corrected me earlier, <laughs> um, and like it was the biggest thing ever. Like when it when it was coming out, like it was um just dominating. Um, I thought it was. When did you? F- oh, I was gonna say, I, I believed it was. It did become the be- the, like, the greatest thing ever. Yes, but uh, it was kind of a slow burn in my opinion. Mm. Like, from the time it got put into Shonen Jump to the time when would-be anime fans and current anime fans, like, got a hold of a Shonen Jump, it I think it mm-hmm. took a little while for it to, like, get big. No, am I, am, am I wrong? Am I just like, you're like, what are you talking no, about? No, I don't think you're wrong. I think um, I would have to, like, really dig into the japan side of it um oh I, it you, was one of those things oh you know, yeah are you ta- are you talking about like globally or like within Amer- within american fandom within american fandom like because i remember yeah i can only go f- from my own personal memory and i i think i cut you, cut yeah. you off but you're gonna say like how did you get into naruto yeah that was that's my big question because like I think that'll track, and then we'll be able to explain kind of how it came to this, how it, what it was like in the states when it was big. Sure. Okay. So, well, to answer that question, you have to go way back into the times, uh, back when Kenny and I used to have family reunions. Every so often, we have family reunions in Canada, and so on one of our road trips to Canada, uh, we happened to go together this time, and you brought yeah. with you. I think three copies of Shonen Jump, and they were like, "Was that me?" Yes, yes. This is one hundred percent you. This is all your fault. Why I like Naruto? Oh damn! Okay, you had three copies of Shonen Jump, and I don't think they were in sequential order. It was like two of them were in sequential Probably order, not. and one of them was not. And I think you got them at the newsstand. It was not a subscription, but you you yeah. had like, and they were of like the original ones. The, like the first yeah few ones. it wasn't issue one but it was like issues like three four and seven or something like that and um yeah so you brought those with you and i had never seen this before, like that before whatsoever uh mm-hmm. i don't think that was my first experience with manga it might be that might be the very first time i saw or touched manga also okay. so you brought that with you as our reading material for the <laughs> for the two day journey for the driving car. to Canada, yeah, long car ride to Canada, uh, and and so I like poured over those because you had already read them a bunch. So I think I think what happened was two of them you already had, and then you got the newest mm-hmm. one for you to read for also. Something yeah. like that. I that feels right because I remember. Um, I always feel like the need to, to set set the stage for for listeners. Shonen Jump is a paper magazine, <laughs> <laughs> um, and not like we don't 
have these in the states and honestly fans of our age are going to remember what these are like but um newer people probably have like no context unless they've been to japan which, which still um, or been to a japanese bookstore yeah, still have them in japan yeah um but these are like thick hundreds of pages um magazines and they're printed on kind of cheaper paper like almost newspaper-ish paper um they're really meant to just be read and then recycled um and weekly shonen jump will, will consolidate like a number of series that are being published weekly um and naruto is one of them and like in the states viz um which is a still a manga publishing company that exists today um they tried to just replicate shonen jump and they would translate the whole magazine for release but instead of it being weekly it was not <laughs> it, was it, it was monthly yeah and they would consolidate yeah. the four weekly editions into one uh, like you got, that's why you got multiple chapters in one shonen jump in the u.s okay that makes sense but it was um, also not it's, it's been so long since i've yeah it wasn't at the same time i don't understand why they did this in my because uh they were publishing it in Shonen Jump before they actually published the individual volume. So mm. they weren't waiting on the on the Japanese release, <laughs> but they were still like following this kind of weird model where they would put like a few chapters in. So I think it was just like whatever they had done. But it was definitely more than one chapter. Uh, but it was fewer series is why they could do that as well. Yeah, totally. Um, wow, I don't remember that I... Because I remember you eventually got a subscription to Shonen Well, this Jump, is right? directly... As a direct consequence of this Canada trip. Because I didn't know what Shonen Jump was. And then I suddenly became aware and took that... And as I always did when I visited my good old cousin Kenny with internet and city <laughs> connections. Like, ah, oh, this is a thing. And I went home with all this information and I like looked up the crap out of it using my own methods yeah. and figured out I could uh, <laughs> like get a subscription and I asked for that for my birthday or something and my grandma got it for me. Yeah. Hmm. That's a whole other story. When um, they're uh, as a quick aside, there's a new um, they're doing a new series for Shaman King. Uh, and I think that we should definitely like make a, make a point to revisit Shaman King and then maybe explore that. Um, I, I had a friend in um, growing up in elementary and middle school um, who um, family from was from Laos, uh, so they would always you know they'd always shop at like the Asian grocery store, um, and he had some Japanese volumes of um, Weekly Shonen Jump, and that's the first time I was ever exposed to it. Um, we couldn't <laughs> we uh, my third grade teacher like let us pretend for like a week that we were actually reading it. And then eventually she was like, okay, knock it off. You got to read a real book. <laughs> um, but that's when I was exposed to like, Oh, look at these comics. And then I think probably what happened is like, I'm trying to think if like of, of the magazine section of a grocery store carried Shonen Jump that's a or if I had to be at like a borders or, a, or a Barnes and Noble or no, something no, no. before um, I subscribed, uh, that's how I got my first initial ones. I would have my mom drive me to, the, well, when she was getting groceries, I would put yeah. it in the cart 
and I and I didn't have a subscription <laughs> for the first few, I don't know, months after that Canada trip. <laughs> but I I would go because yeah. it's only monthly, so like it's pretty easy to remember to once in the month go get a Shonen Jump. So I yeah I would go and buy it at the grocery Which? store. I wonder what chat they must have been. It must have been like the initial. Your memory's a little clearer on this than mine, but I'm gonna say it's probably the initial few first chapters of Naruto, and then in my mind, probably part of the Zabusa arc. No, it was the no uh, when they were doing their initial like getting the bells. Yeah, that's what, that okay. they were doing that section in the ones you had. Oh, okay, so they were that. That's it. So then I imagine probably. Like the intro, Naruto learning the doppelganger technique, and then because <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Oh God, more. Well, if we can't be honest on a podcast that no one listens to. Where can we be <laughs> honest? Um, I remember like re- reading back through Naruto, um, like that initial chapter, and he learns like the doppelganger technique, and that's like one of Naruto's like signature moves is his ability to create um physical clones of himself for for fighting um and i remember i used to like hang out in um rpg chat rooms on like yahoo chat rooms uh, <laughs> you say you and that was like my go what was you that say you as if like oh i don't know what that is i've never done that either <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to save you from this um only one of us needs to die of embarrassment at the end of this <laughs> episode right, fair enough go on <laughs> so like i one of the i remember i would like role play a character that that basically did the exact same mm-hmm. thing um and like rereading it i was like mortified to have that memory unearthed <laughs> <sighs> yeah you know back yeah. in the time with yahoo yahoo chat rooms paragraph rp yeah. only <laughs> <laughs> neopets meet in the tavern well. it was also pretty yeah for that <laughs> but it's okay because um, we were uh, 10 years old yeah. so i feel like that's totally <laughs> legit it's it's okay sure. to be chinibio before you're in eighth grade <laughs> and then you gotta, you gotta snap <laughs> out of it true. yeah i think they shut down the ahu chat rooms by the time we were old enough to to really not not be in there yeah um. <laughs> oh yeah but our online-ness totally evolved into yeah, it got, got worse. It got worse. It's um, like we're not going to be Chinibia, but we're going to be entirely elitist about our anime consumption now. Because <laughs> oh hell yeah, too cool for school here. Yeah. Um, boy. Okay, so I I read Naruto. Uh, I read the manga version um, on the the weekly show or the Shonen Jump app, mm-hmm. um, which I've talked about before. Two dollars a month. Um, I definitely. I hadn't used it in months. Um, I definitely got all my money back reading Naruto. <laughs> um, so how did you you watch the series? Yes. And so you, that's a lot. And now, with me reading the manga, I was like, that's source material. Like it's uncut, uh, no filler. Now, how did you did you watch every episode, or did you only stick to the canon? content so yeah that's a good question because i initially set out to watch all of it and then i forgot how notorious the filler is in naruto 
So I quickly was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And uh, I found a guide that like says which episodes are canon, which episodes are mixed canon, and which episodes are mm. only filler and are totally skippable. So I skipped everything that wasn't mixed uh, or true canon. So some of the mixed okay. canon ones were a little bit confusing because I skipped all the filler, and there's a couple of filler arcs that have like some anime-only character that they like help for something. And then in the mixed canon episodes, that character is there for some reason, and they just treat him as if he's like a oh. totally known entity, and I'm like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> it's just it was inconsequential like it didn't matter because i needed to know the like big story unfolding for that episode anyway so yeah uh yeah that makes sense i i do remember there's a weird moment in the manga um where i think filler bleeds into it because um naruto um loves ramen uh-huh. And so there's a he goes to this ramen cart Ichiran I think yeah uh, yeah sounds right um is the his favorite ramen and um there's an episode where he like or there's a chapter where he's talking with the owner of this ramen shop and he's referring to the different apprentices um and I don't think they've ever come up before and so there must be there must be some filler in the anime where they maybe came up and so this was a, like an homage to that well. Well, um, I didn't watch the filler, so I don't know. But there were, yeah, there were, oh, there were times where there would be different people running the, being there. And I mm-hmm. think, yeah, they just, they just say like, yeah, this person is apprenticing here. That, I, that does ring true for me as well. Yeah. Uh, um, boy, let's talk about maybe, I think a lot of people might, um, not know what naruto is about or well maybe they'll think they know what it's about but maybe they don't actually they have like a surface level understanding um because on the surface you're like this is a ninja manga (laughs) it is about ninjas fighting ninjas um and while that's not wrong it's way simple that's a way oversimplification of what actually occurs in this show first of all and manga uh take out of your mind what you imagine what a ninja is because it's not that (laughs) it's -hmm. it's not that at all i would say like the ninja is more like synonymous with like our modern day special operations in the military it's like that but like let's say Mm -hmm. like all the nations of the world don't have real standing army militaries and they just fight by like sending their spec ops at each other. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Very true. So Naruto takes place um, kind of like in a parallel world, uh, heavily, heavily influenced by Japanese mythology. Um, And it's kind of like a big continent um, where you have a bunch of, nations there's a there's like one big body of water that separates a few of them and then uh, the others are surrounded i i started to think that it would have made more sense if he had just said like if he had just shaped it like the island of japan because there's certain things where um they like travel between nations and it happens really fast i'm like oh if these were just prefectures or like yeah old domains it would have it kind of would have made sense. Yeah, they like 
describe it as the world, but all the maps mm-hmm. that you see is like a regional map. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't even, like the maps don't even show a sphere. So you don't even know like how big mm-hmm. the real actual planet they're on even is. Uh, so it could be, and it's never like addressed. So it could it could be that they're in a localized yeah. region and like somewhere on the else on the Earth or Earth like planet. There is a uh, something else yeah. going on. But yeah, I I agree. They're in a very localized area for sure. I think a a big misconception is that um, people are gonna look at Naruto and and maybe think. I think they're gonna think two things that are wrong. First and foremost, they're going to see ninja, so they're going to assume feudal Japan, um, which is definitely not where this is <laughs> no. set. Um, and as the story unfolds, it's actually more and more clear that Naruto is basically takes place in, I mean, kind of a an equivalent to modern times. Yeah. Um, it's a little steampunky, <laughs> but um, it's really honestly, it's just like, Maybe someone's been too caught up in ninja shenanigans, um, so they haven't invented the laptop it's, yet. It's like it's <laughs> like there's definitely a computer somewhere. Uh, well, no, there's no in Naruto. There's no like computers or phones or anything, but there is electricity. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. It's kind of like Taisho era Japan. There's like a it's more it's like people wear traditional looking clothes, but mm-hmm. they have like modern stuff where it counts, like electricity and the newspapers and things like that milk <laughs> yeah and the other misconception is that like it's going to be like a um grounded realistic like weapon based or martial arts based combat um because one of the things that really started to surprise me as i read more and more naruto is that i would honestly describe it as the same type of high fantasy as something like Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Where, like, as the series progresses, it gets super magical, super, like, the mythology of Naruto becomes, like, very complex and complex, but also consistent. Um, I would argue... There is a... it almost it becomes like almost sci-fi. That's fair. That's another way to look at it. I mean, that's the kind of the statement of um, as technology pro- progresses, it becomes harder to distinguish it from magic. Well, no, like when, um, well, when they explain like how the magic got there, it's well, yeah, I get. Oh, I you're talking Baruto stuff. No, no, no. At the end of like the whole. Uh, like the whole tree and the whole thing with the tree and like how the tree came yeah, and it came from somewhere else. I don't know. It is magic, I but think, it's like, yeah, it's like explained. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like yeah, so, I'm a wizard and I can do ninjutsu. It's like, well, humans couldn't do that until this weird true. tree came. So it like totally yeah, yeah. makes sense. Like it's like explained in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The interior, there's like, there is interior logic and it's consistent, but it's also like um, supernatural. Like there is a God and the God bequeaths a son and the son brings ma- like jutsu to the population. And then, you know, that that son has two two heirs yeah. 
and one air goes off and becomes the um, Uchiha, and <laughs> one air goes off and becomes the Sento. Um, yeah, it's like it's like, like watching it's like a mythology story, like a yeah, it's crazy <laughs> yeah. and also amazing. <laughs> like on at one level, I was like. Okay, this is shenanigans. Actually, <laughs> one of the I I Sorry. um I have a a collection of screenshots that I saved from my favorite panels, and I think one of my favorite panels is um from near the end. Um, there's this as Naruto develops, there becomes they it careens into the fourth great shinobi war, um and at one point, Sakura um boy we gotta after this we gotta review the characters really fast um. One of the main characters says, uh, "This like this person shows up, and and one of this this character observes. At this point, I'm tired of being surprises. I'm tired of being surprised. Yeah. Or, um, sorry, the line is, uh, guess so. Since you're levitating, at this point, I'm tired of being surprised. <laughs> um, and it's like I wasn't tired of being surprised, but it was one of those things where I'm just like, I feel that fatigue where it's like, well, if all these mysteries are being unveiled and you're like, Oh, like all these answers are being provided. Um, and I, I just think people should be prepared and like, you know, it's not going to be some, the, the beginning chapters of Naruto are like really gritty and, uh, the whole series overall is pretty gory. Um, but it's also like for people who like things like complex science fiction, I would, I totally agree with that comparison, um, or complex fantasy. I think Naruto hits hits on all, all those. Yeah, levels. I guess fantasy, maybe fantasy or like I don't know, supernatural sci-fi would be like how I yeah. would think of it. It doesn't take place in space, so that's why it doesn't seem like sci-fi. <laughs> True, but but there is like there's a whole there's two characters that are like doing crazy science experiments. The yeah, entire the whole, series. the whole thing is they're like trying to figure um, out how this like chakra even works because it seems like it's a mystery to everyone, and they just sort of treat it. Yeah, like magic because they don't understand it but they're mm -hmm. trying like some people are trying to understand it Ooh, and then that's a really good point uh, and it just like you know devolves into that so it's like it is all yeah. explained because they have like some rudimentary knowledge with textbooks like well the chakra is in like these points in your hand and we figured that out and you can do this and yep. this and this with it and uh there's like medical people and personnel and everything yeah they've definitely broken it down into a great science and that's kind of um it almost seems like to a large extent society exists in peace and then all of the all of the conflict and um bloodshed like you said is carried out in covert ninja operations this like spec ops um conflicts between nations um and so yeah it does seem like cuz all of the every nation um has a hidden village and every hidden village maintains a force of ninja to carry out the um, military operations of the nation um, there's a neutral nation that has a force of samurai that come into play eventually um, although i kind of wish that they had been they got more than one i know dude he's he's really cool but i wish that he had like his own team as as opposed to just a faceless army of samurai yeah. um I kind of want to, I want to like zoom back. I like out. the flashbacks of that um, nation because it's like before they get the yeah. gas masks, they 
are like legit samurai and then you know they like an attack happens and they're like well i guess we need to be better suited up <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's that um the the whole the shoot um it's not a kaze kage he's a nami kage the water the water kage from the village hidden in the mist that's like that village um, is so fucked because he's like a <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's, it's my favorite every time something um, like some shit goes down i'm like yeah it's probably missed village <laughs> yeah um that so when we when we were young um how far like how far did you get into naruto before dropping it um i was reading it actually as you just did i never watched the anime mm-hmm uh, yeah. which is a reason why I wanted to do it this time. But uh, I got to right after, like, uh, the time, the first time skip. So, mm-hmm. like, the big Sasuke and Naruto battle happens, Naruto comes back, and then it's, like, three years later, and he's older. And then right around there is when I ran out of scanlations. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, I was caught up to where they were in the real life. So then I stopped... And I guess I just sort of lost interest, and I started getting older, and I was just like, I don't know. And people started making fun of Naruto a lot. And uh, as I mentioned before, we were quite the anime elitists at the time. And I was just like, you know what? That's kind of yeah. for kids, and I'm I'm beyond that, and I don't <laughs> need to watch Naruto anymore. So uh, I think that's basically what happened. Yeah, and so I did the same thing. I, In terms of reading it, um, I don't remember if I... I think I made an effort in college to try and read it. And that's when I made it to the um, college or high school. And that's when I made it to the time skip, um, which is kind of kind of called the end of part yeah. one. Um, preteen Naruto. What a mistake that was not um, finishing it. Because <laughs> now that I'm yeah. seeing it, I'm like, I think even back then I would have really loved how the story turned out. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then... Um, And I, I just kind of remember, like, I think uh, definitely at the time, Naruto was something that was so popular that there was no way we were going to um, buy yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. Or at least persist in our pursuit of it. Which was, in retrospect, really stupid because, you know, what we did, <laughs> you know, what we did, like, buy into was full metal alchemist which reached a very similar amount of popularity <laughs> and that didn't stop me from being yeah. like well this is for like normal people i didn't think that at the time about full metal alchemist <laughs> the fuck's yeah. wrong with us well 12 year old logic oh that opens the door to to maybe convincing you to watch brotherhood but i don't need to watch um, brotherhood because i already watched the, the one that came out okay that's what i thought and then i watched brotherhood and i was like holy shit this is so much better you was everybody okay that's a different that's that's everybody says and jack took the bullet for me and said no it's not worth it don't worry about it so um, i was like okay 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 to topic for a different (laughs) day We'll, we'll get there eventually um so i think a lot of people are in in somewhat of a similar similar boat where they maybe have tried to read Naruto and they've probably accomplished up through um, the, um, I want to use the official name or at least the, uh, what would be called the 
Land of Waves, um, which is considered a prologue. Holy crap. I guess that's true. Um, so wait, what, what, how is Naruto, that defined? Yeah. The, it just, it, I'm looking at a list of like, um, arcs, arcs and they call it a prologue, which well, I think is land of waves actually makes end. a little, like you mean when Zaz, so, uh, I'm going to say land of waves is, is when they come back from their mission to the land of uh, waves. Z- Zabuza. Zabuza. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, end the prologue. Of that. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> which kind of makes sense in yeah, retrospect. <laughs> Uh, even though that covers like seven chapters, I thought that was chapters. like legit Naruto. Like, um, I when I, I remember when I was reading Naruto <laughs> the very first time, I my mm-hmm. assumption for the, how the whole rest of Naruto was going to go is like they uh, be a team forever and they just like keep getting these crazier and crazier missions. And mm-hmm. That's it. Like I thought that they're going to like go out on these missions, face a big bad guy, come back to their base camp of the village, and then like do that over and over again. That's, that's yeah it's like not even what I, happens at all <laughs> no so um that kind of gives a I, maybe if we're like trying to tempt people to read it that's i think really should hook people in and it kind of sets the stage um so naruto is the story of naruto uzumaki um who is a kid of the konoha village um village hidden in the leafs um and he's an orphan he has no parents um he really doesn't have anyone he has one he has a teacher that kind of looks after him um but you know it really seems like he lives alone and um he doesn't have anyone his parents died um in some mysterious how many spoilers do we want to give but he's none um let's keep it light i don't think we should give too many spoilers i just want to kind of introduce the characters of team seven and then and and then talk about our favorite characters. I have a bone to pick with uh, um, some, some people based on what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should. I definitely want to have that conversation. Um, so Naruto Uzumaki, he finally is able to graduate from the Ninja Academy, pass the final test um, and earn his place on a, on a team of um, Ganin, uh, which is kind of the lowest rank of Ninja. Uh, Genin. Um, Genin. Yeah. Chunin, Genin. Oh, right, right, Genin. Um, so he's placed on a team with um, Sasuke Uchiha, uh, who is the last living member of the Uchiha clan in the um, Konoha village. He's dark, brooding, um, literally the the crush of every anime-loving woman of our generation um and then um sakura what is sakura's last name you know sakura, okay quick aside uh no it, it does exist uh, yeah. i don't know <laughs> i said i said this exact same thing to kaori like a few weeks ago i was like what is sakura's last name and she actually said it <laughs> and i was like oh, okay yeah which is so like i don't know a story where family and parents are so important. And I don't think you ever meet Sakura's parents who are both uh, probably alive because um, she never has like a bonding moment with um, um, what's my, who's it's uh, she never has like a bonding moment with, with, um, Naruto or Sasuke over being an orphan. So she definitely has parents, um, but they never come up. They're never shown. Um, 
yeah, it's that's just the thing. I'm looking um, it up now, and so... she's she, her parents are shown in filler in the movie, but that's it. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Um, so Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura are on a team under the supervision of Kakashi, uh, who is a um, high-level ninja. He always wears a mask. You never see his face. Um, and he generally keeps his headband covering one of his eyes. Um, so that's Team 7. And that's the core of Naruto. Um, this bond between Sasuke, Naruto, and Sakura, um, and Kakashi, um, defines a lot of the action that happens, the the overall arc of the, the story. Um, and I think a lot of people should, if you want to give Naruto a try like read through this prologue um, where they um, they're hired. The team is hired for a very low level mission um, to escort a, an architect like a bridge designer to the land of waves and watch over him while he makes a bridge. Uh, it turns out that this guy is like wanted by some big mob boss that's trying to take over the land of waves. Yeah. Um, and he hires yeah. um, one of the seven deadly swordsman um which for a while is just like kind of this offhand thing that doesn't actually matter but eventually you get to meet all all the other deadly uh, swords. seven deadly, deadly swordsmen which i which is like one of my favorite things in this whole series they're one of my favorite villages just like how batcha insane yeah. their story is <laughs> <laughs> yes so um the village hidden in the mist is um probably the worst place to grow up <laughs> because they for the longest time believed in like just psychologically torturing their their ninja trainees to like rid them of emotion and create perfect fighting machines okay uh, well i mean yeah the u.s i, I mean leaf village also <laughs> has uh, their fair share of doing the exact same thing <laughs> sure the foundation does that too um is it the foundation yeah, foundation yeah um but people should definitely read through it because like you get Kishimoto's art gets better and better as the series goes on. Like there, you can you can track the improvement in his art um, and the art and the improvement in, in the skill of his assistants and all of that. Um, but that first arc, that first major arc of Naruto, like so many iconic scenes, like um, you know Sasuke covered in blood, full of like ninja weapons. Um, just classic fights like Kakashi thunder punching through someone like it's so good as far as far um, as I can tell I thought I read this but I don't have any proof so th this might just be my what I think but uh, I thought that whole prologue part when it was coming out at the time was sort of meant to be a one-off like little miniature story as a proof of concept of mm. Naruto in general and that's why it was yeah like that because in case the manga didn't get continued it like is a complete uh, okay thing. yeah okay that makes total sense um and i'm kind of in the same boat as you i i remember sending you a text being like i really wish that we would have gotten more uh missions for team seven before the story kind of hits the the major overall arcing <laughs> well, plot that'll take us if you to want to watch the anime they do that with all the filler episodes 
they have a lot of some of the filler is not bad i will tell i will say that like some of the filler is like all right that was interesting but uh they do that they that's most of what the filler is is them going on missions yeah well that's good maybe i should check out some of that filler but um so what ends up being the major story of naruto is um the estrangement of naruto and sasuke sasuke um is a um he's as i said he's the last living member of the uchiha clan uh, who possess a very powerful form of um ocular jutsu <laughs> which becomes super important through it the does. series um called the sharingan um and um he gets pursued by one of the first and what seems like the big baddie, um, Orochimaru. Uh, and Orochimaru wants to use Sasuke's body as his new body in this like <laughs> ploy for immortality. Um, and so Orochimaru coaxes Sasuke away. Um, and so Sasuke abandons Team 7 and leaves the village of Konoha um, in pursuit of power because he wants power to be able to avenge his family who are all murdered by his brother. Um, and then, so then the big, the, the whole focus of Naruto becomes Naruto's dogged pursuit of bringing Sasuke back to team seven and, and recovering his friend, um, there's so much more to <laughs> know, that's it. That's so simple. But you really got to read like, it. <laughs> yeah, that is that is all true. But there's yeah. a lot more nuance that you can't really get yeah. into without There's so much like there's just too much to cover. Yeah. yeah. Um in terms of the overall story. Like it gets nuts and it's also like it's it's insane to me how um how kishimoto lays the groundwork for the world and the overall plot um and like where he wants it to go like i was shocked um, one of the first screenshots i took from naruto is like orochimaru appears a few chapters before he's ever introduced as a background character um just kind of standing there and you only know it's him if you've read the series before or you've seen the anime um and then there's just other things where like he puts down this like subtle foreshadowing that becomes relevant down mm -hmm. the line um this might be a good point to talk about how the village treats naruto which i think if i think if you redid the beginning he wouldn't have it happen like this but well, um, it is weird how the village treats naruto in retrospect it's not weird how the, the whole village treats Naruto. Like, it totally makes sense to me, like, how regular every day... Because, you know, it's a village. How many thousands of people live there that don't know Naruto or Naruto's, mm -hmm. like, personally? But what... Now, a little bit spoiler here. I don't understand uh, how the third Hokage could, like, let this happen. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. after all <laughs> of what we see go down between, like... Because you see the whole, uh, the whole scene unfold, with the third Hokage yeah. and the fourth Hokage and Naruto's mom all go down, and he like witnesses what goes on. How is it that Naruto is allowed to just like grow up as a single 
infant without any like who raises yeah. him like how how it's like a wild yeah, how child. is that even possible like they're just like well he's got the demon in him <laughs> nothing we can do like no that's yeah. not how they treated it at the time so like I, the best i can imagine is like like i don't know the ombu are like watching him and making sure he doesn't like get into trouble i don't know but right like yeah i think i think that piece of it was developed a little later um if you've made it this far into the podcast, uh, Naruto spoilers probably aren't your biggest concern. <laughs> um, and probably people, a lot of people know that Naruto is the son of the fourth Hokage, the fourth ninja leader of the um, Konoha village. And his father, the fourth Hokage, he, yeah, Naruto does not know this. He doesn't find it out until much, he like very far into the series. Uh, even though it's kind of obvious when you look at them side by side um yeah they don't show him though for like a long time though yeah naruto's mother was the prior vessel for this thing called the nine tail fox um nine tail fox demon and the the big baddie of the series um let's call him toby toby attacks her when she's um about to give birth to naruto releases the nine tail fox to attack konoha so the fourth hokage um uses some sealing jutsu that he learned from his wife uh, who specializes in it to seal the the nine tail fox demon into um naruto technically half of it man this is so complex (laughs) (laughs) he seals half of the nine tail fox in naruto the other half is consumed by the god of death uh sealing jutsu and then he um the the price of using that sealing jutsu is your soul is sealed away as well so he dies in that process um and so yeah it's kind of crazy like sure a lot of people apparently die when the nine tail fox attacks the village and then the funny thing is, though, that we also discover that, like, the the people who um, who contain the fox spirits or the the tail the tail beast, um, which are a whole thing. There's nine of them. Um, very important <laughs> to the whole thing of Naruto. Um, they um, they're like military assets, and so um, kind of having them having him just like be just wandering around and like no one caring about his training so much uh, it's like one of those things where i'm just like this is literally how none of the other tail beast uh vessels are treated kind of i mean they are treated with disdain but not like for the same for not for the same reason at all right. like, they're yeah, yeah they're-, they're also like built up as assets like if he was in the sand village or um, the thunder village, um, he or the cloud village. Yeah. Cloud. Their things don't mesh with their elements. It's weird. Um, if he was well, in, the vill- well, the village, yeah, the village is not the same as the, the land where yeah. the daimyo preside over. Right. <laughs> so the, yeah. if he was under the thunder Hokage or the thunder Kage, uh, the Raikage, um, he would have been like trained yeah right like specially trained as a as a in ninja but in here he's just like basically he's like given normal training 
Um, Which doesn't make any sense. They're yeah. just like, just not tell Naruto anything about this. Yeah. And just let him uh, be a wild orphan who just like gets discriminated against. And that like that's not gonna fuck up his anger. <laughs> like what like what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Lucky Naruto's a nice guy. <laughs> I have several I have several questions now that we've kind of covered what the plot, like kind of the plot. Like people should just read it, because the plot honestly is really cool and complex. Um the plot sounds stupid and ridiculous when you just say it as right. facts though. <laughs> it does so you gotta like you gotta that's why i don't want to be like this is what's going on um yeah, yeah yeah but it's just like i would say there's not there are very few wasted um events or characters like people the actions of characters have consequences that follow through all the way to the end um the history of the world is relevant start to finish there's no like mm -hmm. there's very i don't want to say no because i might be wrong but um there are stuff where it's just like they mention this little factoid and it matters way down the line um or right. this village hit, has a history and that history matters and there are there are characters on. and 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 historical figures that factor into the overall story um, and I just love that aspect of it. The the kind of crazy thing about Naruto is you're like, oh, this this their history must be thousands of years. It's like it may be like a hundred tops. <laughs> That's what makes it so crazy that they like they're just doing their best with these new powers that everyone has. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like you start and you're just like, oh wow, there's been like Konoha Village has there's been four Hokages. Um, that must be like, you know, 75 years each. The third Hokage is this really old guy. And it's like, no, really young Hokage, really young Hokage, uh, really young Hokage dies extra young. Or sorry. And then they revert back yeah. to the third one. Revert back to the third one. And um, it turns out being the leader of a, of a ninja military village, uh, you don't live that long. Um, and so it's just really no. funny that um, at first glance, it's like, oh maybe this is like thousands of years it's like no this is like living history <laughs> like there are people that remember the origin the originators of this village system um okay i think maybe a fun topic would be so let's start within konoha within like the the village hidden in the leaves um who's your favorite character that's difficult <laughs> um well i don't know <laughs> uh, so for example um my favorite character within konoha is definitely um shikamaru nara yeah i know i i, I knew you were gonna say that and that was gonna be my answer as well yeah i mean he's the best <laughs> like, <laughs> um he is the best yeah Shikamaru is a member of Team 10. Uh, he's part of the um, Shika Cho Inu. Ino? Ino Shika Cho um, <laughs> traditional team. So there's these three families in um, Konoha. There, it's the. Um, is it? 
So it's the Yamanaka family, it's the um, Akimichi family, and it's the Nara family. Um, and they always produce these, they have like complementary skills. <laughs> and so they're always assigned to the same team uh, and they work really well together. And so Shikamaru um, is, he's kind of a punk, He but he's also like super smart. He's like, has a, he's a genius, stat, like strategist, uh, strategist. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like the definition of just like a uh, super high IQ, super lazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, his, the jutsu he uses is called like shadow possession. So he can. That's the coolest one. Yeah. <laughs> if his, he can, <laughs> using ju, using like chakra, like the energy in Naruto, he can extend his shadow. And if his shadow touches someone else's, he can take control of their body. Um, he can also eventually make like physical shadows um, where his shadows can like do damage. Um, but he has like a, just a great mind. And then like, I really like the, um, the complexity of combat in Naruto um, because everybody's like a highly trained assassin. And so it's not just like, rarely do you just got, you have two people just punching each other to death. It's like there's moves and counter moves and strategies and plans um and shikamaru's yeah. plans are the best yeah because he loves shogi yeah <laughs> um and uh he i think he also gets like the best arc i was trying to think about what is my favorite arc in it and i think it's the um or at least my favorite storyline is the um the vengeance of Asuma Sarutobi. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I don't want to spoil things for people, but um, I mean, it, it has to be, but team 10's leader uh, Asuma is killed by an evil organization um, known as the, yeah. And so Shikamaru leads his teammates in kind of a pursuit or i guess he like they don't necessarily pursue them but they re-encounter them again and he takes down um this immortal uh sadist <laughs> and it's just the best it's so good he's a he's a religious man yeah this religious <laughs> nut who like can't be killed and so shikamaru tricks him into um basically being buried alive and cut into a million pieces it's yeah it's so good um, and then he reveals why he's like part of the nara clan yeah because he has control over all the deer in this like special forest <laughs> <laughs> and he's like they're gonna guard anyone who tries to come in here so um uh, you're never gonna be put back together again yep and you know like I just he's the best like i it's i almost should have said who's your favorite character that's not shikamaru <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he is great and he also uh is cool in boruto and then his son is exact he's just the same it's it's just another one. Oh, that's tempting exactly yeah. the same uh it's hilarious like they both play shogi together and they are like the same and he makes strategies and he's just, he looks his character model is exactly the same <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so funny it's just like another Shikamaru. 
Who does she admire uh, and marry? Uh, what's her name? What's her name? Oh, the Tamari sand? from the Girl. sand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that makes sense. Um, do you have a like if I said yeah. not Shikamaru, who would you pick? Yeah, so it's between so yeah, if I had to pick my favorite village from or my favorite character from the village, it would be probably Jiraiya or Shikamaru. Mm. It's a toss up. So Jiraiya is really Shikamaru. good. <laughs> Jiraiya is awesome. I love I love characters like him who seem like aloof and bumbling until they have to get serious and then they're just like the most op badass possible yeah <laughs> like that's like my favorite archetype of character so yeah and cool. jiraiya is considered one of the great three of konoha um yeah orochimaru is the other one and then um tsunade um is the third um yeah i would agree i jiraiya i'm trying to think like i might honestly say um like might guy kind of um <laughs> i really like him and i think his his arcs um near the end like his story near the end of the series i really like um i he's like just goofy yeah. but he's also like he's kind of like like what you said with Jirai, like a guy who's like a total goofball um or seems like not that threatening but like my guy is the last person I'd want to encounter. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, he's so lame though. He's but really he's lame. Also, but, he's so lame that he's cool. I like his. Yeah. They're like ridiculous, over the top. Like he's like springtime of our youth yeah. spirit. <laughs> like it's so it's so good. My guy, I. It might be selling him a little short, but he's like the Ned Flanders of the village, <laughs> where he's like super positive um he can't he's not good at ninjutsu or or jutsu he 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 can't do it it. i think he can do it no no him and rock lee have the same condition okay they can't they can't use jutsu but he's a taijutsu which is like the physical combat um master um and but but because of the you know events of the world he does have chakra but he can't like access it, right? Which is the problem. But he can unlock the internal gates and like smash people apart using his taijutsu. Yeah, and he get <laughs> he's just he's like super powerful. Um, okay, now outside of Konoha, who's your favorite good guy? Mm, well, I was gonna add a third favorite that oh, okay. I was trying to decide between. Jiraiya and him. He's not as well written of a character, mm-hmm. but he's still great, which is Yamato. Oh, totally. I wish he was in I honestly wish he was in it more, but I'm also glad yeah, that he's too. not because he definitely would have died if he was in the series anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's like so badass. Like he's so cool he can just like withstand the genetic modification from Orochimaru. Yeah. And then and then just gets the wood jutsu and is just a total badass. And, and he's, he's still a positive and good person after at the end. And I also so um Orochimaru is like a crazy mad scientist and does a bunch of secret genetic experiments. And one of them is in is while he's still technically in the good graces of the village, he like tries to clone the first Hokage, who is like this arguably the strongest um ninja ever to live. 
Um, well, he has these like spe- special cells that can yeah. like interact with wood. Yeah, and so he it makes it like really powerful. And so Yamato is a is a clone is one of those clones, um, and he becomes an Anbu. Like survived. he's like a special forces like killer. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because he's such a like uh anomaly he doesn't have a family so he's like grows up in the foundation right yeah yamato i didn't even think about yamato that's uh that's awesome i i thought you were gonna say um uh what's his bucket um naruto's pseudo dad um well that's that's jiraiya (laughs) no no okay the his first pseudo dad why can't i think of iruka iruka Iruka. yeah um yeah because like He's cool too. They're all yeah, good. Yeah, he's cool. Like, but he's not like I don't know. He kind of goes away after a while. He doesn't really do anything. Right. It, but Yamato like takes over Kakashi's role for a while, and he's right. just like, "Sorry, I'm not Kakashi, you guys." And yeah. All kind of <laughs> sad about it. Uh, and I thought Sai was gonna be a really stupid character, mm-hmm. but turned out to be really cool. Sai has the coolest jutsu in the whole entirety of Naruto. Oh yeah. So um, Sai replaces Sasuke on Team Seven. And his jutsu is he can um, create. He he's a painter, and he can paint like animals and stuff, and they become real. And so his jutsu is like summoning um, ink monsters. Ink like like paper craft. Yeah. Real. He he can like draw a bird, and then he has now an airplane to fly around on. Yep. <laughs> and it, it's cool. It, he's insanely cool. powerful. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I think well, he had to kill his he had to kill his brother or something. His his pseudo brother, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah Sai is raised in the foundation, which is this like clandestine organization within Konoha, um, and yeah, he's kind of like a because he's raised like because he was raised to like kill all emotion and personality. He doesn't have a lot of personality initially, but I like him a lot. He's he's a really cool character, and he he's like a strong fighter. He could definitely hold his own. Um, yeah, no, he's good. Okay, non. I feel like every character is good. <laughs> <laughs> non Konoha, like different villages, still good guys or bad guys. Uh, we'll do bad guys next, but like still. Okay, okay. Mm. Uh, who's the guy? Uh, the guy from the the Mist Village who's teams up with Sasuke. Oh, um, oh, give me a that second. Sharp teeth guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he might be my favorite. I like him a lot. Uh, um, let me let me find it. Is he considered a good guy? And also, under the criteria of what you're, I'd say he's me. a good guy. He, is, what is his name? It's something. I need to find Team Hawk or Team Heavy or, um, why can't I think of his Team name? Team Heavy, right now? the snake, snake team. Yeah. Because he's not. He's like kind of in it. Oh, it's going to kill me. I can't remember his name. Sugetsu. Sugetsu. Yeah. And he's. Because he's like. He's this guy who. um, He's trying to collect the seven swords of the seven deadly swordsmen. Um. And he doesn't really succeed. <laughs> I no. mean, he doesn't die. He's by really the end. just a, he's really just a nobody yeah. who happened to just be like kidnapped by Rochimaru. Yeah, and he can turn then, into water, which I think is why 
Orochimaru wanted him. Like he can turn yeah. his body into water. He wanted to. Ex- well, yeah. Orochimaru just finds interesting people and experiments on them and why they can do what they can do. Yeah. Um. Uh, who would my non non village good person be? I I really like Gara. Um, yeah. Which I feel like is I a cop like out, Gaara but until until like the middle or until like kind of the midpoint. Yeah. So Gara is initially one of the kind of bad guys. He's an antagonist for a, for a period, and during the the tuning exam, uh, he's a he's a bad guy. But he um, he's also a um, tailed beast um, vessel. He Robert. has the one tail, um, and he can control sand. Um, he has a really tragic backstory, and he has. But he has so much growth in the series, um, and his interaction yeah. with Naruto kind of help him understand what it is, what it means to be like a part of a village and part of a family and have friends. Um, I just like his story a lot. I think it's really cool. Yeah, no, I do. I do too. I. The only reason I don't choose Gara is because, uh, uh, as you said, it's kind of a cop out. It is. He's like, he's like, like the default choice. It's like, yeah, like, this guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it it's good uh his growth is great i really love the part toward the in the the fourth uh the fourth shinobi war where they're they reanimate the corpses of all these old people oh yeah and his father can see how he's grown and he's just like i'm so sorry i made this terrible mistake like you're such a good person i was like yeah that's nice (laughs) and i also i think through that interaction he either remembers his father's jutsu or he perfects it because his father is like his father who was um Kazakage of the of the Sand Village um, can manipulate magnetic forces and pick up gold, and so like his ability is like this wave of gold sand, um, which yeah. Gara incorporates into um, his his stuff, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, okay, let's. Okay, who's your favorite baddie in this series? Mm, definitely. Uh, well, that's hard again. That was wrong. <laughs> Orochimaru is too, it's too like gray area to be like a bat. I don't know. He's nobody's <laughs> actually that bad. Everyone always well, has their own motivation for what they're doing, and it is bad, but it's not yeah. from their perspective bad. I don't know. I like pain. Oh, pain's good, yeah, because uh, this backstory is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole team is like. That tragic backstory. Yeah. Just like, oh, that sucks. But it's yeah, story. pain is a good. And... Like, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, pain's really good, and pain. A uh, pain might give us one of the better arcs, which is like the assault on Konoha Village. Um, that one, I like the whole flashback sequence, like when. Jiraiya is training them yeah and like why they even come to be in the first place like that part is super interesting and that's like that's what i mean by this to me the story is so tight like because we see there's a panel i wish i had a screenshot of it but there's a panel early on where um we're shown um different leaders with their teams like kakashi with sakura um sasuke and naruto and then like jiraiya with three people and the the fourth hokage with three people and the third hokage with three people 
um mm-hmm. or the like the third hokage has like jiraiya tsunade and uh orochimaru and you know the fourth hokage has kakashi um obito and um whatever the heck her name is <laughs> i feel bad for not remembering it but the the third member of that team who dies rin it's rin. rin rin thank you rin um and like jiraiya has these three people and this panel is like probably pre chapter 100 like super early on in naruto because it's like 700 chapters long and it's not until like the 500s or so where we find out who this three-member team that Jiraiya has are. Um, and I like how Jiraiya's even so surprised when he figures it out. He's just yeah. like, what? You guys? No, I was trying to help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, I just love it so much. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, trying to think good. of like, who do I... I don't like any of the um, Akatsuki. Um, they're not my favorite. I, You know, maybe... I almost want to just say Orochimaru, but I, the yeah. one thing that pisses me off about the show is that he gets no conclusion for being this like looming shadow force in the entire series. He just kind of slithers off. Yeah. He's in, uh, uh, Boruto a lot. Mm. Okay. That kind of gives me, he creates a, in Boruto, he creates a offspring. <laughs> oh God. And, and, uh, that person is like on the team with Naruto and and Sasuke's and Sakura's daughter. I think can I just say the seven deadly swordsmen <laughs> as my favorite cuz like Zabusa is so good and when he comes back like I guess I forgot I could choose Zabusa as a bad guy. He's true. so back in the prologue yeah. I always forget about him in the grand scheme of everything. They reference him so much, though. People from the mist, they're just like, yeah. "Oh shit, you killed Zabuza." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that might be my pick. Like the the seven deadly swordsmen, um, as just a whole, because I love because you I, personally, I felt like you. We meet two of them um, in the course of the real show. There's Zabuza and. Um, the the shark dude um really blank yeah, right akatsuki guy yeah the yeah. Atsuki, yeah um akatsuki um what's his name it's not zetsu is it no kisame i forget um uh, yeah so kisame is another wielder he wields um what is it called uh samehada shark skin um and so we meet They're those like two, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we'll never meet the other five because that's like a lot to cram in. But then the the <laughs> they're all resurrected, um, mm-hmm. including the original wielder of Samehada. Um, they're all resurrected during the gr- the great um, the fourth great Shinobi War, and like that's such a cool fight because <laughs> you have like a whole. It's like because it, at one end, like Naruto is so powerful at that point that he has to do, like, his own thing. It's like the Goku. Like, Goku has to show up to fight the big bad, but Krillin and Gohan and Piccolo can fight the others. Um, And so the you got, like, Kakashi and um, Sai. No, Sai's not there. But Kakashi and, like, the other team members um, who are kind of a little lower power. Kakashi's super powerful, but 
um they get a they have to fight these seven deadly swordsmen um and i i just love that whole arc it's a lot of fun yeah 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 the beginning part of the the shinobi war is like really interesting yeah it's like right before they reveal about toby's backstory yeah and you're just like what could it be because i like they show uh oh shit what's his name uh the glasses guy kabuto kabuto like opens that casket Mm -hmm. and is like i have this Mm -hmm. and then toby's like oh oh no (laughs) and i'm just like what could it be like what could it possibly be (laughs) yeah that was a (sighs) so good kabuto i'm that poor guy backstory is pretty pretty oh yeah everyone's backstory is super fucked up like yeah that's and it's like I think something another crazy thing about Naruto is that on one hand it's this big huge thing about generational trauma from war and you know the consequences of you killed my brother so I'm going to kill you and then oh you killed my guy I kill your guy like this back and forth like Naruto wants to stop that system he wants to kind of break that wheel um yeah. but also it's really about um, what, what happens like when what, you neglect your kids. Yeah, what happens when <laughs> you like when kids have to grow up in this environment, and like, what does it do? What does it mean to be an orphan? And like, how do you connect with people? And how do you form bonds? Um, my favorite thing, like, there's this amazing kind of sequence where Sasuke has an opportunity to talk to the first Hokage, the resurrected first Hokage. And he's like, what is, what does it mean to be a village? And it's like, he's like, sit down, son, let me tell you the story. Yeah. (laughs) And, and like, there were moments where I'm like, wow, there is like some crazy emotional punches that Naruto like throws. Um, And I, I feel like it lands them all. Um, Yeah which was shocking to me where like this, this thing where you have like a bunch of idiots running around area 51 doing a ninja run. <laughs> I know. You it's know. totally doing a disservice <laughs> to like why you should actually watch Naruto. Not, yeah. <laughs> like it's not that it's actually good. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, it's boiled down to this like cliche. Um, and I hope now that there's just enough distance between the peak popularity of Naruto where you couldn't go like 10 feet in a convention without seeing an orange jacket uh, and a headband. Um, And now people maybe have an opportunity to go back and revisit it um, and give it that kind of attention. Because I think as a kid, you're going to, you're going to read through it and you're gonna be like, Oh, cool. Ninja stuff. And like superpower moves. But like as an, as an adult now I'm like reading it. I'm just like, fuck, I just want these kids to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I totally agree. Uh, I uh, I love the the way they pace it out, too, to keep it, to keep these, like, hard-hitting points. To keep it, like, a shonen action show and then also keep the sort of heaviness going mm-hmm. is they, I like the framing of, like, the big fights where they have, like, they're setting up the big fight, right? And then they intersperse it in with these long flashback sequences. They're like, set up the fight, and then 
they're like, do you know why it's like this? And then they like go back, like, okay, let's let's go back and like, like the very next chapter it just starts off in a peaceful time mm-hmm. where you learn about the the backstory of what's going on, and then after that it throws you back into the mod- like the current time, and you're like, oh, that's that's why it's like this. Yeah, that's why he's doing that. Yeah, Kishimoto is like the master of Russian nesting doll story. Um, yeah, because it's like we're in a big fight, but this section of the fight happens between these two characters who have a history. So we're going to open that doll and we're going to look at their yeah. history. Like, and pause then the, pause that. And yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to come back and it's going to go to the next section of the fight, which recalls this other piece of history. So we're going to crack that doll open. And then we're going to have to crack mm-hmm. another one open inside that. And then we're going to put them back together. Um, yeah. It's, but it's like, it's always compelling and you like want to know, what's going to happen next um very like i'm trying to think if there was an arc where i'm just like i wish this was over sooner um no i'm like trying i'm sitting here thinking i'm like maybe maybe like um when um sai naruto sakura and yamato go to um meet um with the Akatsuki spy at the bridge. Um, maybe that, but then it leads to like a really cool confrontation between Naruto and Orochimaru. Um, yeah. And that fight is yeah. just awesome. So it's like, no, I, I don't think there is like anything that's too boring. Cause I, I feel like you start to, you care enough about all the characters that you like want to see how this goes. I never, yeah, I never got bored. I was no. always like, and then, and then what happens? And then what happens? And then what happens? Yeah. And then some, like, there would be times when I would get annoyed at, like, what I just said before, where they will, like, switch gears in the middle of something else happening to show something, some different unrelated thing. And I'd be like, ah, I don't want to, I, I want to see what happened. I want the other thing to finish before I see this. But quickly I'd be like, no, actually, I don't care. I want to see this now. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just be fine. And I'm like, okay. Or, and it would be such uh, another part of the storytelling that I really really enjoyed was like the slight unreliable unreliableness of the narration, mm-hmm. <laughs> where like they give me some f- false truth, yeah, and I believe that that's the way until later where he's like, oh, that's what you heard, that's not how it was, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's a lot uh, of because the history matters. But be also because they're ninja, so a lot of what they do is in secret. Like there are rumor or um, misunderstandings that have like pretty realistic consequences. So yeah, I agree. It's I just think it's I just think it's neat. It's really well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. As I was watching it, I was like, man, Kenny has to watch this. Yeah, I'm glad it's I read way it. Way better than I remember. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And it's like the art is just uh, speaking it from like reading the manga, like um, Kishimoto went on. um, So he doesn't he doesn't write and draw Boruto. He supervises it. um, But what he did this series with um, 
one of his assistants, Akira Okubo, um, the series called Samurai 8, um, which is on Shonen Jump. Um, and crap, I can't, I like totally forgot my point on this while I was pulling this up, but, <laughs> um, like I've, I've read that, uh, it's, it's already over. It was kind of short lived, but it was like really like high concept science fantasy kind of crazy stuff. Um, and I knew his art is beautiful, but like seeing the progression of Naruto and as he like, as he starts out as like a one person dude making this and then he adds on assistance um and then over the 15 year span of naruto <laughs> like his art is just like impeccable and there's just like some full panel stuff that's just like absolutely gorgeous um or like he'll do these like really cool character shots where you have like teams um all composed together and just it was so worth it yeah i do feel bummed out that i missed out on the the actual source art because mm. the animation anime animation is like pretty lackluster like it's pretty it's pretty sweatshop made for kids <laughs> for daytime tv like it's not that good it's it's not bad but it's not good yeah especially like the first first bit of uh naruto mm -hmm. not shippuden shippuden gets it gets better with shippuden but uh naruto is like uh what <laughs> like this is not good <laughs> it's kind of in that early time of just transitioning to non-cell animation so right. it kind of has that early 2000s look to it of yeah. non-hd non-drawn like computer drawn animation it's like mm -hmm. but whatever the story is so good that i didn't even care after a while yeah and like um we were talking before the show but like I've subscribed to the Naruto subreddit now that I've read the whole series. Um, and my favorite thing about it is that frequently people will share the quality clips. Um, yeah. So I, I have seen some of the more well animated fights. Um, all, I've also seen a, an excessive amount of people doing like Naruto AMVs or like their favorite thing to do is like these like aggressively fast smash cuts of character doing attacks one on top of each other and like it's just <laughs> it's a lot but it looks cool um yeah yeah it's a good show and it really is and i'm i think people should give it a shot they should try it you know like don't be as crazy as we are and consume it in the pace that we did but maybe like you know, just keep it around and watch a few episodes <laughs> here and there, or read a few chapters here and there. Uh, it's really what it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. I, th I think if you get into it though, you won't be able to just put it down easily Fair. because they they introduce more questions than answers, and then they only give you a little bit of the answers and introduce different questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're just like, what? No, I need to know more. Like the world building is on on point. It's so good, and. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that cool at the beginning until you realize that you have questions about stuff that do become addressed, like full on everything that you you ask while watching it or, you know, reading it. Like, wh why do we have chakra? Yeah. Why are they like this? Why, why are the nations like this? Mm -hmm. like, Don't worry. They're going to they're going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's like Kishimoto is super committed to 
uh, fully realizing the world he set up and answering those questions. Um, mm-hmm. It's very yeah. satisfying, I think, to to know the full scope of Naruto. Like, I, I feel very satisfied. Yeah, same. Uh, now I want to really go to the Naruto park here in Japan. There's like a, there's like a, I don't know, a adult like a obstacle park? course that's a that's Naruto. Yeah, it's like a Naruto theme park. They have some obstacle course things and some ninja themed things. Oh, that's cool. Got to practice yeah. putting your chakra in your, you know, <laughs> your feet so you can walk on walk on trees. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I tried I tried that enough as a kid. It never worked. <laughs> Yeah, do you uh, do you still have your wooden kunai? I hope so. I hope they're. I think they're still at my parents' house somewhere. Yeah, those are awesome. I don't. I wouldn't have thrown them away for any reason. So I, I yeah. assume they're around. Yeah, my grandpa made those for me. Yeah, that was, just... was like, no, you got to make a bunch so I can give it to my friends. It's <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're very cool. I um I sent you a photo of it, and I can maybe send you a new one. Um, but. Like as I finished the series, my my brother recently got a three D printer, and I, I found someone has modeled um, Kakashi's Anbu mask. Um, Is it Kakashi specifically? Yeah, his specific one. Uh, it's like a fox ish looking one. Well, they're they're easy to get. They're just those ones you can get at festivals, right? Yeah, like normal. they are. Um, but I'm gonna see if I can, because like, conventions are back now, but I also don't want to be in a convention space without a mask on. And so I'm, f- I'm figuring like, oh, yeah, good I'll, call. I'll just wear an Anbu mask. I'll like wear a face mask under it. But um, oh, I feel like it's just hipster enough to be good to do some Naruto cosplay. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> like the kids are all either don't care about Naruto at all or they're into Boruto. So like doing the OG is like a good yeah. flex move. Yeah, totally. I don't think I would look good <laughs> in like the, the Shikamaru's fishnet shirt, though. <laughs> I have to do like, <laughs> like Chunin <laughs> Shikamaru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the ambu just we should just go as ambu oh yeah i've definitely thought about that guys that would be cool yeah uh, uh i like i just as an aside mm-hmm. and maybe as in closing uh the most tragic character is um the one i can't remember his name right now which which adds to his tragedy is the bug guy Shino. Because no because nobody remembers him. And everyone I almost I almost said he was my favorite Konoha character. He's he's so mistreated because I I just think like I imagine Kishimoto was just like, I don't have room for so many powerful characters because he like literally blows a guy's arms off. Yeah, I think it was a mistake. I think it was like a mistake in introducing all these cool guys and then like not having enough time yeah or like the story kind of went away i in some into some direction where he's like well i don't have time to like explain about all these guys right. so he does shino shino uh and his father and all his clansmen um they play a, a pretty big role in the great shinobi war um and he he's always like i'm not missing out this time because <laughs> he didn't um he didn't participate in the pursuit of um uh, Sasuke when Sasuke leaves and so he's always yeah. like it's like years later and he's still holding though. a grudge in Boruto he becomes the the teacher in that school oh that's cool and um yeah it's just always a joke that uh 
the people in the village are always like, oh yeah, ninja are so cool. And they forget that he like also participated. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's like a side story where in Boruto, they have like this, this company is making ninja trading cards. So they have like these, they have this internal in, in universe card game that are like the like playing cards. That's uh, cool. You know, like like trading card game of the famous historical ninja. Yeah. So there's like one of all the characters in the show. And so they have this game and they play. And uh <laughs> uh he's absent, the bug guy isn't in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so and so everyone's like, Why aren't you in this game? Like <laughs> I thought you were hit the like I thought you were like a good cool ninja. And he gets all sad. Aww. <laughs> Poor guy. I don't need to be in a card game to uh to like prove that I yeah. I know what I'm doing. And that's one of all, my and like Borto and all of them are like, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's right, yeah. But then they like go to do an aside and they're just like, that's really like go ISO, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's poor him. Like we need to figure out how to get him in this card game. Like he's a pretty good teacher. I'm not sure how strong he is though, but <laughs> like they just don't know how good how good he is. Yeah. So it's it's funny. I mean that's one of the uh, I can't find it now for some reason. Oh, here it is. One of the screenshots that I, I, I think I sent it to you, and I was like, "Geez, Naruto is so brutal." But like, Shino in the the tuning exam blows a guy's arms off. Was like, it? Was that a sound sound village guy? Yeah, the sound village guy. Well, he um, was gonna die anyway. All those guys, all they're all dead. Everyone sure. who is a sound village person. <laughs> yeah, but it's Th- like it's not a real village. It's just. A, <laughs> So it's like an village. alias for for yeah. Orochimaru sending some guys to do yeah. something. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm so glad you you kind of like lit the spark for Naruto because I that was super enjoyable to read, and I think okay, I think right. people should read it. And like I said, um, Shonen Jump app, you know, it's available on Apple and Android, uh, two bucks a month, and you would have you have access to all of Naruto and all of Boruto too, which I think I might start reading just to check out. Nice. There's um I don't know the specifics, but if you read Japanese, uh, there's some kind of app that right. So right now, Kaori is also reading Naruto. Oh, nice. And there's some there's some app, some official app that lets you read it for free if you watch ads. Oh, that's awesome. So, so there you go. That's also an option. That's all the information I can give you. I don't know the name of the <laughs> cool. app. I don't know where to find it. I don't really know how much you can read at once before it like locks you out or something. But yeah, <laughs> that's it. Awesome. Cool. So Naruto's in the books. We did it. We did it. Believe it. Yeah, I, re- I want to go to a convention now just so I can wear a Naruto headband. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it right now. There, there's no other uh, acceptable place. To do that, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go bury this before I'm, before someone sees me. I'm gonna go train how to unlock my Byakugan or something. <laughs> oh. oh man, I think I'd want the Byakugan. I think the other ones are just too. It's too much work. I just want to be able to see through things. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the good one? Rasengan, like yeah, the, Rins- yeah, the like the ultimate one. one. Like, yeah, that's that's the good one. You don't have to do any work, and you just have ultimate power. Yeah, you just know all the jutsus. Yeah. Oh, what a good! You should uh, crack into Boruto a little bit. Yeah, I will. It's not. It, it's not as good. I'll give you that. Like, it's not. 
it is a little more geared down for a younger audience mm-hmm. especially at the beginning it's kind of like a little bit slow but the story does pick up and the part i'm at now is pretty good yeah let's check it out yeah i think it's good it's really fun seeing the uh it's it's exactly like the generational gaps you see in naruto develop where mm-hmm. you know like the the three they're what, what are they called like the great sanin yeah the the, uh, the the three great ninja three great ninjas and how like when they're kids it's it, you know how it is when they're kids and then they become adults and now the naruto and company mm-hmm. are kind of like following in the footsteps and it's just the same thing repeating itself it's like in boruto it's fun to see it's kind of like that but the technology has changed like in boruto there's trains <laughs> oh dang they they like develop trains and they like develop like phones and video games and stuff and uh oh it's also funny because they like hamburgers instead of ramen <laughs> and uh boruto is just like dad you're so lame like ramen's freaking old like everyone loves burgers now it's just like bowl of ramen <sighs> he just doesn't get it he's just like like you know back in my day i would have done anything for one bowl ramen (laughs) kids eat burgers every day i don't get it (laughs) spoiled brats i know cool awesome well next time we'll uh regale you with the tales of odd taxi and why you should watch that oh hell yeah i think that'll be good uh, yeah i'm excited to talk about odd taxi say. i know me too i gotta finish my rewatch of it yeah i can't believe you're watching it twice i don't usually watch things twice so soon it's that but... good <laughs> yeah it was it was very good cool awesome well uh good luck on your no i don't I, I got nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say, try well, to make a joke, but I, I had not, I had nothing. <laughs> uh, so, um, this is Kenny at uh, Sakoku underscore Otaku on Twitter. Yep, you can find me at Levin Both on Twitter. I don't tweet anything. <laughs> uh, you can find us. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Annie Bros Creative. Uh, you can also find we post. Uh, we have some sister brother cousin podcast relation (laughs) podcast um you know real japan uh fujoshi trash talk which just released a great episode about dick fight island uh which people should go check out it's very funny um uh otaku's osusume um otofusume recommendations for my otaku spouse i can't talk it's getting late here um uh and i don't i think that's it and then us uh annie bros the main Prime, event the main event yeah. the um, real true one you can basically basically we're the the reason for coming to the the stadium and like <laughs> those other guys are like the weird little games they play in between innings of a baseball game like you know like they come out and like do a little <laughs> random thing on the on the scoreboard you know to like i'm gonna find like keep, a I'm going to find like a dead fish in my mailbox because of that comment. Uh, <laughs> you can... But we're like the baseball game, okay? Like, yeah. the one, like sure. why you paid the tickets to come here. Baseball's drama. Um, you can find us online, uh, 
AnnieRoseCreative.com. Uh, you can also find us specifically AnnieRosePodcast.com. Yes. Is that right? Cool. I uh -huh. did it. I did the thing. <laughs> you did. I am victorious. Great. I am the Hokage now. Oh, oh, wait. I didn't know that was the criteria. <laughs> yeah. Whoever does the outro gets become the Hokage for like five seconds. <laughs> what? It's arbitrary I rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now I can go back to what I was trying to say before. Good luck with your being the Hokage. And, uh, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's real shit job. So good luck. I'm going to go do something else. Might be a step up. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, make sure to right. leave us a comment. Like, who who are your favorite characters? What are your favorite jutsu? How far did you get in Naruto? Send us photos of the time you cosplayed as a Naruto character. Um, How fast is your one mile time by doing the Mar Naruto run? Oh, God. That'd that. be a great YouTube video. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Yeah, bye. I'll see you now. came in dropped off a package and left and i was like why do i hear someone in my apartment and i know dana's not here um i was like oh Levin's gonna hear me get murdered cool <laughs> anyway I don't, I don't have a phone i don't have a phone that can call american <laughs> so, sorry um okay let me let me start that point i was gonna make